0: Dot com. Our two of three guys on sports here on 127 ESPN radio, kicking off Nick, Noah, Sawyer, and you as well. 834 1027. That is the phone number to call or text into your show. Uh, that's also the phone number you're going to need if you want to call into the new morning show that we're going to have starting on Monday, 7 to 10, game time with Aaron Hogan and Nick Haida. I'm super excited to do it. I uh, hope everybody else is well. We're going to have a lot of fun together doing some fun things there. Make sure you save that phone number, and uh, that's what I believe our guy, Northside Dave, is on the phone line, wants to congratulate me. Thank you, Dave. Thank you. What's up, Northside Dave? Oh, Dave?
1: Yes, congratulations, guys. You guys are taking over the city. I love it. Biggest love four, four letters in Austin sports. The local... What's that?
0: I said the biggest four letters in Austin sports. Such a funny show.
1: Exactly. Genre. Now, I love listening to local sports talk compared to some of the national shows, but uh, this is huge, because I've been listening to Aaron Hogan since he first came on the air, Back in the late '90s, he's been a part of my morning, uh, <laughs> for my entire uh, been here. So that's awesome, guys! Congratulations! So, okay, let's get some things straight here. Okay, K. Link eighteen points away from beating Paravich. Okay, let's stop there for a minute and just analyze this, and let's just get some things straight. First of all, Pete Maravich could not play his freshman year. Right, okay? okay, back then can weren't allowed to play basketball. Right. So he did this scoring in three years, and it takes her four. So let's calm down about this. Really, folks? I have spoken.
2: Nope. Yeah, but he had three years in a man's body, Dave. She did it in a moment. Not to take away anything from Kaitlyn Clark. She's fantastic. But And also, Pistol Pete, that they didn't have a three-point line either.
0: I didn't realize
2: it was three Jay Williams on sports. I know, I know. Hey, listen, uh, Kayla Clark, fantastic. Best, best basketball player right now for what it is in college, so.
0: Even with all of that stuff, the fact that a female basketball player has sure. scored more points than sure.
2: anybody else in the sport She deserves her flowers. is impressive. 100%. Come on, guys. Like, no, 100%. It's, it's
0: literally, it's like, it's like a, a, not even 24 hours old.
2: No, yeah, no. She deserves all Let her flowers. And the women's game, not even just women's, men's and basketball in general, has evolved a lot since Mr. Pistol Pete was playing. You're playing against some guys that were ripping cigs at halftime. So, yeah, no, 100%. What's, she deserves uh, her flowers. I'm going to show
0: my ignorance here. hmm Pistol Pete, did he play against black guys? I was just, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah, I would, I would okay. Because so. every time I see him in college, does it feel, like it feel like it's, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I don't think it, it. Don't think it was check that old, that. Yeah. <laughs> all right. just check just check yeah. Just checking, just checking, uh, just checking. All right, uh, let's move on from that and talk about the Longhorns, as we will do uh, every day to start the show, now that we are going to be noon to two starting Monday. We're going to do Horns at High Noon. Let's see what Noah's got for us today.
2: Longhorns at High Noon. Fuck We're sticking in the world of ladies sports. Uh, Two games went down last night. We had the big matchup in Norman for uh, the women's basketball team. Texas, who is ranked, I believe, third. uh, Third in the country going against 21. Yes, 20, 20 Oklahoma. That was up in Norman. It was a close game. Right at the end, there, four point five seconds left. OU hits a big three-pointer to take the one-point lead. It is seventy-one to seventy. Texas gets the rock. They call a timeout to advance the ball to their half. Um, they get it down to thirty-five. I believe that is Madison Booker. Madison Booker looks like she got fouled there. I think if this was at the Moody Center, I don't know how you well, don't they, call they, it. They
0: called her for what walking, traveling. They call like it that? travel on it. Yeah. Well, like yeah, but she has doesn't have control of the ball.
2: Yes, I'm watching she right now. He does not have
0: control of the ball. The point is Longhorns
2: got screwed by the Big Twelves refs on their way out of the conference. I don't know if they got, even called it for a walk. I think they just ended it and didn't call anything. Yeah. I'm looking here at least. Oh. That, I didn't see any of the refs do any motion. Maybe one didn't. But whatever. It looked like it was a foul. I, I and that really was what it is. And that would I know we got screwed. Okay. They, so that's I, that's, what, you, that's I, what you. I don't think you're here. wrong there. Yeah,
0: exactly. Got screwed by the refs. Yeah. Which my is, record book, Longhorns, Big Twelve champs.
2: Yeah, because that did I think take away their chance for the the Big Ten, I mean Big Big Twelve regular season title. Uh, Although Texas was ranked third, they were one game behind Oklahoma, Mm -hmm. and there's just one game remaining for them. So having that head-on is huge. Yeah, they OU. would have been tied. Yeah, so OU there uh, takes a win. And like I said, this was at the Moody? I don't know if that's not getting called. Uh, but yeah. that's uh, that's the way the game's played, I guess. And then the softball team also played. Uh, they took on a, a Houston Christian as well. Baseball team uh, took care of them. Uh, that was on Tuesday. And then last night, Houston Christian, the softball team rolled in. It was in five innings, 14-1. to So that was uh, five innings. That's because we got mercy ruled again. They mercy ruled Man. the Houston Christian uh, Huskies. Uh, you guys tell yeah. me I don't care of the Sorry, the Houston Christian things. did not have a big, great showing on either of the diamonds. So for just uh, recent news there with the games, and then the men's have um, Oklahoma State, I believe, on Saturday for basketball, and the baseball team, obviously, as we've touched on a lot, going down to uh, Astro Land, well, Minute Maid Park when referring to that.
0: What do you what do you rank the chances of the baseball team against LSU? Because LSU, defending champs, yeah, the Longhorns have looked very very impressive at uh, albeit at home against
2: perhaps yeah low
0: competition.
2: No, I mean LSU is a solid team. They did lose a lot of guys. I think the number one and two overall pick legitimately. You, in this got, year's you got draft. to see
0: them last year. You went to College World Series. You saw them in person. Just how good they were. Yeah, you saw they, them in
2: person here. So I'm in person here, yeah. I saw that game. That was that was fun. And uh, they held their own until the end there, right? I think it was two nothing just with one homer, is that correct? Or was it uh, one nothing? It was one zero. one nothing, yeah. I mean yeah. um they definitely have a good shot. I want to see how they play a minute like uh, Sawyer touched on. They don't play great in global. Let's not sleep on the fact
3: that Vanderbilt is currently tied for the sixth-ranked team in the nation, too, so it's going to be a very tough weekend for the Horns. The two teams that
2: we've tied seen. Tied for the sixth?
3: Yeah, them, Oregon State. Oh, right, because there's like a million yeah. baseball players. What's Texas at right now? Texas is at 10 with South Carolina.
2: A yeah. and M is eight. We got some serious. As long as the Longhorns win two of these three, I think that's a success. I mean, okay. Texas State has beat Texas in the past. I think you got to get that one if you're the Longhorns, and then if you get take care of one of the two, that that's impressive. So mm-hmm. I think that uh, a win would be coming away with two out of three wins, and then great would be obviously fantastic if they win all three. Yeah, they'd absolutely. be really cooking.
0: All right, I want to shove this in here because I guess. did the research a couple of days ago, and I'm not just gonna. I got to get it out. Uh, the Longhorns, by my math, are going to have a... Like, we are guaranteed to have six players drafted, I think. I right now, projected. Yes. Uh, Tavondre Sweat, Byron Murphy, uh, Xavier Worthy, yep. uh, AD Mitchell. Yes. Jonathan Brooks. Oh, yeah. And then... Who's my other one? There was a
2: six... <laughs> Laura, uh, did you say... Uh, Linebacker? No. Jalen Ford. I think yeah. I
0: counted Jalen Ford. Okay.
2: You said <laughs> Javion, all right. Yeah.
0: Yes, okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, so doesn't matter. The point is, this is, look again. I did this research a couple days ago. My bad. Well, they get uh, seven drafted. Yeah, I would say look, they, seven they if could, you're putting four. I mean, yeah. there's yeah. eleven at the
2: combine. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? I would say with Ford included, that's that's seven. Yeah. yeah.
0: Keelan Robinson can impress somebody. Yeah, they can take right. him in the seventh round as, yeah, to, yeah. to be the return guy. Uh, he's an excellent character guy. I think that's the big thing. Like, is, is Sark has been pushing character, character, character with the culture of the Longhorns, and I think you're going to see that with some of these guys. Jordan Winington. I was say, what about drafted? Jordan Whittington? Yeah. yeah, he could be. Too. I don't think he's. I don't think he's currently. I don't know if he's projected to go on day three. He's a day
2: three guy though. Probably. It's, yeah. it's
0: going to depend on uh, some 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 uh, how well he tests, how well he runs. But like I, I think that we are a lock for six players, and we have not had six players drafted for Longhorns since 2010, 14 years ago. Now the draft. Uh, they, they went to the seven-round draft in 1997. Gotcha. We had six then. but a bunch of guys who, argue honestly, I, I, don't, I don't know any of those guys. Yeah. Uh, but then we had six again in 2006. That was the Vince Young draft, obviously coming after, off of the national championship. 2007 was also uh, – we had seven guys. Yeah. Which is the most the Longhorns have had uh, since they went to a seven-round draft. 2008, we had five. 2010, we had six. 2015, five. And then last two years, 2021, 22, five players each. Mm-hmm. Which again shows you that you know the, the long run the, the talent has never been a a, a a big deal developing the talent has been the big deal, but I do like the fact that we're on this streak of five five, and now what I'm saying again guaranteeing six, and I just I think that's a big deal. I it think is. that's that's exciting. It's exciting to know that today in a couple hours when the defensive linemen go run their forty yard dashes and do all of their bench press, everybody's going to be looking at Byron Murphy. Everybody was looking. You told me about. He told us Devondre to Sweat weighed in mm-hmm. at 360,
2: 366. The yeah. kid can 366, move, 366,
0: which is just a gigantic Knots. mammoth of a man. But also, you know, what it was his playing rate was that alleviates concern. So, like, all eyes are going to be, or a lot, a lot of eyes are going to be on these Longhorn players here. And just, it's a, a credit to the program and how far, again, I told you, do not declare yourself back. Let them tell you you're back. This is them telling us yes. we're back. Yeah, And not only because we have talent, but also, I think, like I said, a lot of these guys, we have, have a chance to go. The Keelan Robinsons, uh, some of the Jordan Whittingtons, because of the culture. Mm-hmm. That lo- and so, like again, further proof, the Longhorns, everything is looking good for us, guys. Be very proud. Be very mm-hmm. proud. Uh, we are going to talk more about the Longhorns in the Combine with our new morning show host, Aaron Hogan, is going to be joining us. Uh, twelve thirty. So make sure you tune into that. Yeah, if you're a fan, if you're having, uh, if you're just now meeting Aaron Hogan, uh, that, that'd be great introduction. We'll talk because he's a big, he's a combine nut. So he, combine he's, nut. He's gonna nice. be
2: super excited um, that Devondre Sweat was three sixty six. Yeah, that's awesome. And then just Mel Kiper dropped his mock draft uh p- two point zero, and that mm-hmm. had. Byron Murphy, as you mentioned, uh, at the Vegas Raiders at thirteen. I mean, that's yeah. great. And then this is an interesting one. I haven't seen this. Not Ad Mitchell, but Xavier Worthy at that last spot to the Kansas City Chiefs. So they get two Longhorns of the first round there. Yeah, be pretty yeah. pretty it would good, be impressive.
0: Uh, like I said, we'll talk to Aaron Hogan here in about fifteen minutes. But coming up next immediately, uh, this is my Friday because I'm off tomorrow to go play Final Fantasy you are. And Rebirth. Uh, and probably some other stuff as well, but mostly just play video games. Uh, so I'm going to have a fun Friday edition of uh, We're going to play a fun game, Noah mm. versus Sawyer. We're going to try to see who can name the more of the top ten NFL active coaches via via winning percentage. Oh wow, okay. the winningest coaches. Some might call them all time or currently uh, active, okay. active, active. Okay, I don't care about no George Hallis.
2: Mm. No George Vince Hallis.
0: Lombardi. I don't know other ones. Uh, Pop Warner, probably, yeah, maybe. Him. Sure. No, no, no. Active coaches. Gruden. So,
2: uh, yeah. All right. Too soon. <laughs> is he up there? Is it all time? I, I just wanted to say Gruden. That's so right. funny. All right. <laughs> Get out of here,
0: you spider banana. We'll be back and we'll do that fun game return. Three guys on sports. Stick around. We are back, three guys on sports, 1027 ESPN radio. We're gonna talk to our new coworker, Aaron Hogan, who is joining the 1027 ESPN family on Monday. Him and myself will be doing a morning show seven to ten game time with Hogan and Haida. Make sure you tune in. We got producer Jack there helping us out as well. It's gonna be a fun, fun time. Except for me having to wake up that early. That will not be fun. That will not be fun. But oh well. Uh, but you know what is is gonna be fun. Again, that's coming up next segment. But what's fun right now is I got a fun game Noah versus Sawyer, and we're gonna play here. Uh, I was recently uh, thinking about the uh, the active NFL NFL head coaches, active. Winning percentage leaders. The winningest coaches in football. That's what we're going to do here. So Noah and Sawyer, you yes. guys are going to take turns trying to guess the top ten. Five guesses each. You miss it. You're out. There we go. Uh, you oh, yeah. guys want to do the classic who's going to go first? Ro shoot. Rock, paper, S- scissors, shoot. Rock, paper, oh, scissors, shoot. Rok, paper, oh, scissors, shoot. shoot. Ah, so Noah got him with the paper.
2: That's like the last resort, usually. Yeah. Do
0: you guys? Do you guys do the the, the rules of, of rock paper scissors? Like you never throw rock first because everybody throws rocks. So you want to go? Paper, no, I've, you know. I've thrown rock out. That's what we just did, right? Yeah. And like then yeah, you don't ever want to. You, you, you don't, don't go with rocks. what would beat you. You go with what would beat what beat you. Yeah. It's
3: like I you don't guys, even you got,
2: think about okay. it. I don't either. I just kind of throw it out. So
0: you seem like you just throw rocks. I've mm-hmm. <laughs> been digging a lot this week. Yeah, we've been, <laughs> no. all right, ten thousand pounds worth no, of no, dirt. No, no, no. no, I always, I always like doing the. Is that I guess the money ball of yes of, of rock paper scissors. Get in my head a lot. If you guys haven't already figured that out, here. Mm. Uh, okay, so I have a list. My list in front of me. I've got the top ten active NFL head coaches via winning percentage. You guys are going to take guesses, and uh, yeah, Noah, you get to go first. And uh,
2: sorry, that Bill Belichick's not there for you, buddy. He's no not Bill Belichick active. for me. He's not active. A very you got? easy pick. Uh, very easy pick. I, uh, I'm gonna go with uh, Mr. Shanahan, Kyle Shanahan. Yes,
3: uh, come on, buddy. not
0: in the top 10. I wow. forget Shanahan. how terrible
3: he was to start. Yeah, uh, he's like barely 500. That's not good. He is
0: 64 and 51 for a uh, career winning percentage of 500 and fi- a 0.557. I don't know why I went that way, and he is
3: fourteenth. There,
0: really. Watch this. Fourteen. Yeah. All
3: right. Watch yeah. me. So yeah. you're a
0: step to the first one. <gasps> Andy Reed. Yeah. Andy Reed is number four. Congratulations. <laughs> he has won two hundred and fifty-eight games, lost hundred and forty-four, and one tie. Right. For a right. percentage We're gonna get, point six, four, one 0.641. I'm all
2: right. We're gonna get back on track. Give me Mike Tomlin, Mr. Never Had a Losing is. Season. All right,
0: Mike Tomlin is in there. That is correct <laughs> for you. This. Jack and Jack Tomlin. Uh, he is 173, 102 for .633. Okay, so that cool. is good for sixth. six for Mike Tomlin. All right. Sawyer, back to you.
3: Looking at a coach that I believe has been coaching for three years. Two of those years have double-digit wins. Mm-hmm. One of them has a wild-card playoff loss. I would like to see Nick Sirianni. Yeah, that's a good one. Nick Sirianni. Love
0: him or hate him. Don't believe it's real. Is third. He is the third with a uh, six six seven winning percentage, thirty four and seventeen. So Nick Sirianni. That's uh, two for Sawyer. Nick Sirianni. Okay. Nick Sirianni. Go ahead,
2: Noah. Give me uh, Matt Lafleur. Matt Just Lafleur is number two. There you, there you go. Now you're playing with power. I don't know why I want Shanahan. What a tool. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Look, I, I, I understand the I think you're going, this is going to be an easy I one. The I'm like, I do the nah. uh Matt LaFleur, 56 and 27, and yeah, that's going to stay So this includes
2: forward. playoff as well? Or no, sorry, I should have said regular season. Okay, no okay good to know. Nobody okay. done the
0: math for me on the playoffs included. So,
2: okay,
0: uh, yeah, Matt LaFleur at number two. Sawyer. This feels too
3: obvious, but I, it, it's a guy that only has one season and one winning record, and that would be D'Amico Ryans. D'Amico Ryans is...
2: Uh, Eleventh, I was why I asked the playoff mm-hmm. thing too. That one, yeah, was he's up, was actually
0: up. tied with Mike McDaniel and Kevin O'Connell, which I shouldn't have told you that. Because yeah, you I did. Tell you that my bad. He's tied <laughs> at point five eight eight. Question marks on this <laughs> that's list fine. I made. That's now is this that's
3: one of those fine. things where they're It wouldn't tied, be a Nick Hyde game if I didn't it, screw it up? It puts them above him though. What do you mean? Like you said, he's tied with. Uh, they have the same winning percentage. Yeah, they have the same winning percentage. But is this one of those things where, like, we were doing, uh, I forget what co- coaches with wins? I said Sean Payton, but because Sean Payton was tied, he was lower on the list than so everybody was talking to. If somebody were tied at 10th, they would all I'll count be, for 10. They would be
0: okay. in the top 10. Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm not cutting it off like that. But. All right.
2: Your turn, All right. All right. Uh, I'm going to go with John Harbaugh.
0: John Harbaugh okay. is number nine. Ooh, wow. Okay. Yes. 160 and 99. John Harbaugh, number nine. All right. Noah, we're going uh are here. Sawyer, so here, go go ahead. I want to see Sean Payton on that list. Sean Ooh. Payton is on this list. Great call. Good pull, yeah. great pull. I got to tell you, I kind of when I was doing the work for this, I kind of forgot about Sean Payton yeah, I was he like, he's not active with, anymore. He ran it with the Saints. <laughs> but no. Just I was like that's how bad uh Russell Wilson was with the Broncos, but Sean Payton is uh what I say uh, he is Ooh, 7. I got 7. One. Um 160 and 98. Okay, this is exciting. We're last one for each of you here. we are both got three, so let's see what happens here. Okay. They're uh, both pointing finger guns at each other. Can you, please, can can you
2: other. Re- list off the ones we have, please? Just, no. No? no. Uh, Matt
0: LaFleur, yep. Nick Sirianni, yep. Andy Reid, Mike Tomlin, John Harbaugh, and Sean Payton.
2: And Sean Payton. <sighs> Give me... <laughs> it would be funny if this is the way I go out. How about Mike McCarthy?
0: Mike McCarthy, unfortunately, is on this list. Oh, okay, good. Unfortunately. Unfortunately. 167, 102, and two. It's a pretty good record. Which uh, I would just tell you this. Oh, you know, he's tied with uh, Mike Tomlin for most ties. They both have two (laughs) tie games. Yeah, Mike McCarthy on this list. Uh, That's, yeah. Okay. This is why I didn't want to
2: include the playoffs.
0: I um I right, need this one to tie.
2: Sorry. yeah, no, I'm you trying to
3: think of this guy's name. Uh, uh, I'm gonna have to Google. I, I just forget. Yeah, I, definitely I
0: just, use your phone. In I'm a just co- L- the name of the coach, not his record. Wait, t- tell me what the team. Um, Except what team he coaches for? The Buffalo Bills. Uh, Sean, Sean McDermott. Sean, right? Sean McDermott is on the list. <laughs> all right, good game. Is it over? Yes. Uh, I thought all right. you missed one, right? Sean McDermott is. Uh, I missed one. He is you missed fifth. one. Yeah, you picked Kyle Shanahan. Uh, I picked D'Amico do as D'Amico we go? Well, we got to go. Oh, is it? it here. Going? So I'll now tell what. What. there's
3: two coaches left on this list. Yes.
0: Yes. I will tell you that there is the number one coach, and there is the 10th coach.
2: No way. We got so everyone you guys, in between. Here, just you
0: guys, uh, here we got to get a scratch piece of paper or something and uh, write down the name of a coach. And whoever. Actually, you know what? Yeah, what are we doing? Give me a coach, Noah. Okay, i got to look at my little list. This is thing, who, right? hi, highest on the list. Whoever can get the highest winning percentage coach is going to win our thing here.
3: Oh, it doesn't even matter if he's in the top ten? No, no. Okay, I'll
0: okay. i there's two available, but yeah, just just you pick a coach. Sawyer, you pick a coach. Let me know when you guys both have it. We'll say it at the same time.
2: Can you give me like I got mine. One, two,
0: three. Any NFL coach. Four, five. Uh, you, you listed off the ones I was going to say. I know they're off the board now. What? But it's just highest. It's just highest. Know, yeah. All right. Need an answer. Are you going to lose to Sawyer? No. Sawyer's got an No. Sawyer can still. Oh, 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 I got it. I got it. Okay. Okay. Ready, ready? Okay. One, two, two three. Doug Mike McDaniel. Doug Peterson and Mike McDaniel is what you said? Yeah, dude, because he's tied for 11th. I'll take that 11th spot. Mike Mc... Mike McDonald?
2: He's the head of McDaniel,
0: coach. the coach oh, my, oh, of the oh, Dolphins. Okay, okay. You said 11, what did you say, Noah?
2: I said Doug Peterson. All right, Doug
0: Peterson. Mike McDaniel is is eleventh. Uh, Noah, congratulations! You are going to win. What? Wait, what did I say? Sawyer. Ledger. Yeah. Okay. God damn, Nick,
3: you're something. You do need a three day vacation.
0: <sighs> or just so who was another, one on the yeah. list? Number one, uh, Noah, your guy, Jim Harbaugh, <sighs> coach of the Chargers.
3: Oh wow! Very
0: successful career wow. at the San Francisco
2: Forty oh, ers wow. wow.
3: Can I guess who number 10 is? Sure. Zach Taylor. Sean McVay. Uh,
0: oh. Sean McVay.
2: Zach Taylor. Did mean, I guess least. Sean McVay? No. Oh, what the hell? It's on my list. Damn. Yeah, right. there you go, buddy. All right. Another taking the easy way
0: out, my friend. Performed game. Yeah, I don't blame you. As Sometimes. you've come to expect here on 3 Work Guys smarter, on Sports. Work smarter, not harder. That's I guess what my so. life's all about. That's you all right. Listeners, if you did not enjoy that, uh, it's because you didn't get to see Noah's face when he realized they he forgot about his guy, the Michigan man, I'm John I'm more mad I forgot about legit Sean McVay so when McVay. I wrote it down. Either way, either way, Noah is upset, and that was uh, a good game for me. No. But yeah, Jim Harbaugh, 44-19 with the 49ers, good for .695. Nice, Jim. Nice. nice, Jim. Yeah,
2: there it is. Let's see
0: what happens with the Chargers, man. And our, when we come back, we will see our first interaction with our new morning show co host, uh, co worker here on 127 ESPN Radio. The great Aaron Hogan is going to join us. Tune in for that. I'm going anywhere. Three guys, we are back. It is three guys on sports, 1027 ESPN Radio, Nick, Noah, and Sawyer. And we are super excited because on the phone lines, we have a newest addition to the 1027. ESPN radio family, our guy Aaron Hogan. You know him from many, many years on the horn, and Now we got him. We got him, everybody. And uh, thank you, Aaron, for joining us, taking time on us, I'm sure it's a busy day. L- lot, lots of change. Lots of things going on, man. But uh, appreciate talking to you. How's it going?
1: Yeah, no doubt. Yeah, nothing like a quick turnaround, right? Uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> sometimes you got to have a head on a pull kind of thing, but I'm excited. It's coming over. I've been on a, while, a long time and not as long as... Ed and Jeff, those guys. I listened to those guys in college, so oh, yeah. they uh, they've been a me by couple a few years. <laughs> uh, exactly, but uh, excited to get over there and uh, bring uh, bring some fun to the mornings uh, on 102.7 ESPN. It's going to be a lot of fun and work with you guys and a you know growing radio station. So pretty pumped about it.
0: Yeah, uh, I want to apologize immediately because this has got to be like like it's a career high for me to ta- to be doing radio with the Aaron Hogan. Uh, we we always were on the air at the same time, so I didn't get to listen to you guys a lot unless we were off. Uh, but I, I know your reputation. I know you're a good dude. You're excellent at building out radio stations and things. And so I'm super excited you're on board. Uh, and I just apologize that like your career has ascended to where I'm your co-host.
1: That's, <laughs> sorry, man.
0: Sorry. But, you know, hey, hey you know, we'll, we'll, do what you got to do.
1: Uh, uh, we'll we'll be fine. I think you and I will have a fun time. I know you've been doing it a long time uh, with Jason over there on the other yeah. station. And now I'm listening to you guys. So. We have a lot of good ideas. I think it's going to be two creative people coming together, and little sports, a little comedy, a little fun, and uh, you know, get people you know into work every morning, and hope they listen when they get there too. So uh, you know, get it going all day long, all the way to Jeff and edit every afternoon.
0: Yeah, and uh, and I know one of the things that I, I quickly learned about you: you are a combine freak. And we were talking today yep. about how the Longhorns, by my math, are guaranteed to have at least six players drafted, which is the first time since 2010. And it, and it could be more. It could be more, depending on how things go at these tests and the, and the interviews. Uh, are you excited to see Byron Murphy run a forty-yard dash and see Devondre sweat today?
1: Yeah, well, I mean, and I've been to the combine. We've covered it a couple times uh, over 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 the years. It's a fun event to cover. It's actually, if you love like you know raw raw meat football, it's actually yeah. more fun than even going to the Super Bowl. Super Bowl's kind of a big party, but. Mm-hmm. um uh Combine everybody's there, general managers, coaches, obviously scouts and agents, and uh, so it's a really good place to network. But either way, as far as the Longhorns, it's incredible. Only two two years ago, and nobody got drafted. This year, eleven uh, are there, and including the big guys that'll go today. Uh, I saw where Tavondre weighed in at three sixty six this morning, so you know he's he's pushing the scales pretty good. That's about what he played out of Texas. Mm-hmm. Uh, Byron Murphy, probably, I didn't see his weight, probably, you know, just under 310. But yeah, they're expecting him to run a, a you know, a sub five flat 40, so maybe a 4.8 kind of thing. If he does that at 310 pounds, that's pretty ridiculous to move that much mass that quickly. So it be fun to see them. And as far as the number of guys getting to get drafted, they can all help themselves this weekend, um, you know, with, with, with the good workouts. And then the individual, you know, pro day will be coming up on m- March 19th down at UT, so two two chances to. You know, erase some doubts or, or some red flags. But, uh, gosh, you know six for sure. And, you know, guys, this is a pretty – the back end of this draft isn't super deep. I mean, there's already general managers in the NFL talking about you know, they may have to start drafting some preferred free agents in the seventh and sixth round because so many guys came back. You know, only half the number of juniors went out than normally do. And so many guys came back for you know a fifth year uh, because of NIL opportunities and they could make some money while they're continuing to play college football, I mean, namely – you know, Jade Barron and Alfred Collins and guys like that at Texas would normally be in the draft. Instead, they're not. So uh, that could help some of those guys like Jordan Whittington. Uh, Keelan Robinson is an interesting name. The running back, if they, as there's been a lot of chatter, do and change the kickoff rule, you know, if they go to the XFL kickoff rule, yeah. all of a sudden kickoff specialists become, you know, back in vogue. And a guy like Keelan Robinson could actually, I don't know if he gets drafted, but make a roster. So, yeah, it's going to be a plentiful haul of longhorns into the combat. I think Byron Murphy will be the first guy off the board and then the second drafted is really anybody's guess.
2: That's what I was going to ask. One of the- yeah, that's what I was going to ask, you, Aaron. I appreciate you joining us. I'm excited to work with you here over too. I- I've seen a few names at that kind of like last, you know, obviously two of the receivers with Xavier Worthy and then even A.D. Mitchell possibly going – the Chiefs or the Ravens, kind of that back half of the first, uh, do you, who do you think would be kind of the next Longhorn? It sounds like Murphy's going to be in the teens, possibly. You've seen him go into Vegas at 13. Who do you think of those guys, even even Sweat, you could throw him in there, possibly, would be kind of the next possible first-rounder?
1: Uh, and that's a great question. Uh, you know, because, it, you, I mean, I would guess, if you make me guess, it's probably A.D. Mitchell, just yeah. because of, you know, but, it, but it's a very deep receiver uh, mm-hmm. draft. You know, a lot of guys, so... Uh, you know, if Tavondre Sweat shows agility today and moves that 366 really well, yeah. I mean, the interior D-line is an important position in the National Football League. You know, he could sneak up some draft boards, too. Um, you know, Byron Murphy, uh, you know, there's talk he could be one of the first defensive players drafted. I think we all know the top 10 picks are mostly going to be quarterbacks, receivers, and offensive tackles. Throw yeah. in a Blake Bowers from Georgia in there, and, you know, when you start getting to that middle you know, from 10 on, Is when you start hearing guys like Byron Murphy. But then the second one, if Ad Mitchell runs something in the four fours this weekend, they'll run on the receivers will run on on Saturday. He all of a sudden, you know, the only question that hey he has is just does he have that top end speed? If he shows you know some four four kind of speed, watch out. He he would be the next guy. Then Xavier Worthy with the blazing speed, and then Tavandre Sweat off the board. Uh, Interesting with Jonathan Brooks. You know, if he hadn't had that injury in the TCU game, he would certainly be in consideration for the back end of the first round. But since he's Coming off the injury, you could probably expect him middle of the second into the end of the second round.
2: Does he still sit real quick? Does he still sit at RB one for you? Like, I, I, even with that injury, I feel like he's got to be the RB one in my eyes at least.
1: I do, yeah. I do, hundred percent. Yeah, I think he's God, the year he was putting together was was pretty special. He was kind of a combination of Bijan and and Roshan. I mean, yeah. he had the elusiveness where he could, you know, make people miss, but then he could run through some arm tackles. He great. He's got good out of the backfield, so he's a dual threat player. So, yeah, I think almost everybody had him as the number one running back on their board. The question is going to be, you know, how that knee checks out. And remember, the Dallas Cowboys orthopedic surgeon, who is the, the doctor who did the surgery. So yeah. there's some connection there. So there's been some talk that maybe the Cowboys who need a running back may be looking at uh, Jay Brooks there in the second round.
0: Yeah, because uh, they're not going to franchise tag Tony Pollard. If you tell me that you going get Jonathan Brooks and Derrick Henry in the Cowboys' backfield, that might get me back <laughs> on board. That might. Uh, Aaron, I know, I'm going to let you go here on this one last one because I know we, there's <laughs> – a lot of work to do when you're launching a new morning show. In a couple of days <laughs> we still to be today. done. Yes, we do, uh, but uh, yeah. So um, I don't have any more time. But uh, going on to the whole Wendy's dynamic pricing, I don't know if you've been following that thing. They came out today and they said that they're we're going to use it to lower prices, lower prices. But a lot of people are turning on Wendy's over this whole search pricing thing. What's your go-to in the fast food department? If you if you need to go grab a quick food, where, where are you going?
1: Oh geez, this year I'm going to make me embarrass myself early on my first day. <laughs> uh, I don't eat a lot of fast food, quite honestly. I, I'm, I'm up there, guys. I'm old, I'm old like Jeff and Ed, so mm-hmm. I need to eat eat well when I can. But uh, if I if I need like a quick snack, uh, I'll eat McDonald's for breakfast. So I, I do like their yeah. egg muffins. If you're if you're traveling, I'm okay. big on that. Get a little quick egg, so egg muffin. So m- the m- 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 muffin guy. The muffin guy. Nice. And then, gosh, for if I'm going fast food and I need a burger, it's Water Burger. Classic. One okay. uh, hundred percent of the time. There's no doubt about that.
0: What kind of water burger you get?
1: I just like the double cheeseburger, okay. double cheese water burger. Okay. Just uh, you know, really go go for go for the big one. These are the
0: important questions that I that I need That's to right. answered uh, before we started uh, any, any new relationships. So I'm <laughs> glad that you're on board. What- right. Those are all good choices. Good cho- I, I like a good McMuffin. I'm a good McGriddle guy myself. Ooh. I mean, you can't go wrong with the biscuit. This is Texas after all. We love biscuits here in the South. But like the occasional McMuffin, I think is a perfectly acceptable choice. So uh, you you have passed that first test, Mister Hogan. Thank you hi, so Dad. much. Looking forward to doing many more with you. And again, uh, Monday morning, bright and early, 7 to 10, game time with Hogan and Haida. And uh, our guy on the tech machine, Nate, says to say hi. So uh, Nate says hi, and he's, he's looking forward to listening to uh, more often with you here. So it's already the E. Hogan effect is already fully rolling, man. Thank you so much.
1: Uh, onward and upper, gentlemen. It's good to, see, good to talk to you. We'll see you soon. All right. Thank you. Yeah, man. Appreciate Thank you so it. much, guys. Big, big things going on here. One to seven,
0: ESPN Radio, and uh, yeah, three guys on sports. will be uh, moving noon to two starting Monday as well to accommodate the new morning show. Yes, sir. Uh, like Aaron said, we're here to have fun, here to entertain, and uh, come along with us because it's, everything's going up, 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 up. All right. When we come back, we're going to close out the show. We're going to get the puck out of the way and figure out what we're going to watch for our movie Monday. That and more. Three Guys on Sports when returns the ground. Three guys on sports. Final segment here today on 1027 ESPN Radio. Nick, Noah, Sawyer, and you as well. 834 1027. That is number to call or text into the show. I don't know why I'm giving it out here at the end of the show. It's because my brain's already in vacation mode. I got the day off, but uh, don't worry. Noah and Sawyer are going to be with you tomorrow. Yes. And I will not be in the way to get into any of their shenanigans. So if you, uh, if that's your company. Is of our tea, friend Jack coming on? I believe so. I'll text him. Cool. All right. Sweet. All right. Uh, Sawyer's friend Jack is coming on. There you go.
3: Well, your of, producer. Yeah, your producer. Okay, so touch. your
2: friend too.
0: Hopefully, all sure right to be. Uh, find out who Jack is. Uh, he will be on with uh, me and Aaron Hogan yeah. Mondays, uh, ten to uh, seven to ten, and tomorrow with Noah and Sawyer. That will be good. Um, we still have to get the puck out of the way, but uh, before we did that, Noah, you were talking about the Chiefs earlier. The the NFL that whole p the NFLPA put out their report cards. And I do want to bring that up because uh, not because I necessarily care about new facilities for the Chiefs, mm-hmm. but that was specifically one of the things. Yes, the two time Super Bowl champion, best team in the world, Chiefs, had one of the worst grades. Yeah. Basically everything but Andy except for Andy Reid, everything sucks for the Chiefs. Now, is that a bunch of players who are now prima damas and like they need all this things and that? I don't know. But the they they rank specifically the team facilities as being very poor. And I don't know if you guys saw it. I retweeted it at Three Guys on Sports. Uh, did you know that Clark Hunt, the Chiefs owner, mm-hmm. built a yeah, three story, six bedroom that house insane. in Arrowhead Stadium? That's cool. I'm looking at the video. There's a Christmas tree. Yeah. There's multiple TVs. Reeks of caviar it, in there for sure. Like a house in Westlake, and it's tucked behind a football booth. It's crazy. And so when you have that. And you can't get adequate training facility things, Chiefs players revolt. Okay, that that is now your new training facility is this three story six bedroom house? It's ridiculous.
2: Yeah, it looked nuts. Just a home in the, mm-hmm. in the side of Arrowhead. Yeah, nuts.
0: But uh, yeah, the the he, he's done a bunch of money for the the Chiefs facilities, but not there. Not, not where they train. Just with the stadium. That's all he cares right. about. And I do think. Look, I don't know anything about the Hunts. Uh, it, it feels weird that his daughter's an influencer and is always just being paraded out there, scantily clad, whatever. Man, it gives me weird heebie-jeebie vibes, but that's fine. You and your daughter, uh, but it, it like this is like an ultimate nepo baby situation with Clark Hunt. This guy very clearly is just like, I just want to make money off these chiefs, and is like, All right, whatever, we got my homies. Yeah. It's all like, I don't. I don't know. That's where my thoughts on this. The
2: earplugs at the Super Bowl was the ultimate loser move by him. I have to say, he's wearing earplugs. Yeah, it's I didn't notice. That. It's very loud. I got to protect my ears. Oh no! This totally. is my third time doing this. I'm I am prepared now. Sorry. You know what? That, that's that's good for that's him, baby, Babies do. That's what you do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's those Good for you, on man. man. Uh, okay. Uh yeah, getting into that, the Arrowhead is going to uh, put uh it sounds like eight hundred million dollars of renovations. Toward, it says Arrowhead Stadium in this tweet, but it looks like it's really more outside the stadium as well. Kind of have a whole tailgating area. Well, they, they like came out bridges. and they, they yeah. announced
0: this a couple days ago. And it's like, yeah. did you know that this report was coming out? Yeah, and I just thought that was interesting.
2: Yeah, it is, and it, it looks. I'll retweet it on our, like, our socials moms, here.
0: You got to go up there and make this happen, dude. Uh, also, some some other things from that NFLPA uh, report card that came out. The Commanders were very poorly rated, uh, particularly for their facilities as well, because they had some uh, uh, sewage waste mm-hmm. creep up through the drains, which we all remember the video where it was leaking down the stadium a couple years ago. So, yeah, they haven't fixed anything yeah. with the Commanders. So it is still a literal S show over there in our nation's capital, and not
2: just because of the football. Yeah, and they're... Yes, sir, that's right. And they're getting away from FedEx. FedEx is getting away from them, I should say. It's not going to be FedEx Field anymore. So new sponsor, new name on the way. Yeah. Yeah, whatever.
0: All right, speaking of on the way, let's get it out of the way. Yeah. NFL action, Noah's get the puck out of the way. NHL action. I don't know if he'll need, whatever, man. Stop, stop. Please respect the league. (laughs) I'm going to stop saying leagues altogether. Just get the puck out of the way. 60 seconds. Will he need it? Here we go. I
2: will not need it all, but I will get a trade update from my reporter over here. Is this? Okay, there we go. Uh, Sawyer for Stars Reports. But we'll start it off in MSG. The Rangers are cooking. Sitting at first in the Metropolitan Conference. Four to one over the Blue Jackets. We go up to, Edming, to Edmonton where Connor McApples is now Connor McGee's as he hits the game winner. Finally, it's goal cool after 11 games, right, 11 games, goal 11. They win in overtime 3-2 to two in Edmonton, Alberta. And I will be going to Sawyer with trade news. 23 assists. Hang
0: on. Okay.
3: Now, <laughs> trades. Jim Nill, the GM of the Dallas Stars, maybe the best GM in the entire NHL in hmm. terms of... Uh, <laughs> the Stars have had a huge advantage over the years because during COVID, uh, the entire scouting process of that draft class and uh, a lot of prospects took place in Dallas, so he was one of the few executives that actually got to view what was going on. Uh, last <laughs> night, the Dallas Stars made a trade for Calgary uh, Flames defenseman Chris Tanev, who is the biggest move projected to help a Stanley Cup hopeful team at the yeah. deadline, which is coming next Friday. Uh, the Stars got—many uh, people thought he would go for a first. Um, the Stars worked a master class in that they traded away a second They got rid of a prospect, which they acquired from Noah's Detroit Red Wings. Thank you again, the 2021 draft class that keeps on giving. And a conditional third-round pick. The conditions on that third-round pick are... Y'all don't get a third-round pick if we don't make the Stanley Cup. (laughs) And then to even the cherry on top of all this is the fact that Nil talked the Calgary Flames into retaining 75% of Tanev's salary. Wow. So they only have to pay him a million dollars, so it leaves us two mil in cap space for the uh, trade deadline. More moves to be made by the stars, they're saying. Chris Tanev, uh, you would think, not doing a lot this season. One goal, 13 assists. Uh, it's besides the point. He is second in the NHL with 171 block shots. Yeah. Guy gets himself in front of the puck, which is going to be a huge help for Jake Ottinger. Not a lot of guys doing that in Dallas right now. And he's a right-handed defenseman. For years, uh, the Stars organization has hoped to fully unlock our stud, Miro Heiskanen at the blue line. Uh, the problem is, is he's a left-handed defenseman having to play on the right side of the ice. So now the Stars finally have a right-handed defenseman, aside from Yanni Hockenpah, who is on the third line of defense. Uh, it's going to be, uh, f- uh, hopefully, a fantastic trade that uh, really t- puts a uh, treading water Stars team right now. Still very competitive in the Central Division. Have a very tough one against Winnipeg, probably the hottest team in the Western Conference right now, tonight in Dallas. Uh, but a uh, very great move, Jim Nill, awesome. best executive of all time. Nice. That's good. That's good stuff. There you go. Good Sawyer so award
0: for executive excellence. I do believe he did win GMO of the Year last year, too. Oh, nice. Uh, you know, I teased that we were going to just figure out our movie for Movie Monday, and that's because my brain is on Friday because I'm off tomorrow. So I'll tell you what, we're not going to do it today. Uh, but I'll tell you, listeners, if you want to suggest a sports movie that we're going to watch all together and then discuss on Monday, uh, you guys can-, can text that in, 834-1027. Let us know if you have any tips, and then I will leave it up to Sawyer and Noah. Sawyer, you get to pick. Uh, I did defeat you in our burger poll with the mm-hmm. last-second push for pickles. With your crappy patty. Sorry, <laughs> It's not very crappy. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. Uh, but since you beat Noah in my perfectly executed uh, active NFL head coaches winning percentage challenge, uh, I will let you pick the movie. No, thank you so, so much. So you guys can figure that out tomorrow. And uh, tune in for whatever else Noah and Sawyer get into. Oh, we're into some stuff. With oh, our yeah. new uh, producer, Happy Jack, is going to be joining me and Aaron Hogan on the morning show, Let's 7 go. to 10, again, Monday morning. Make excited. sure you guys tune in. its I'm, I'm super excited. You should dude. be. It, I'm stoked. I'm stoked. Yeah, I'm excited to cool. hear Listen, to
2: you guys as I'm coming into work in the morning. It's going to be yeah, great. Yeah. See what and, we're going to uh, cook up. I'm also we'll stoked because... Uh, hand me down stuff to material. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What do you guys think about this thing that
0: we talked about? Yeah. That's how you do it, That's man. Right. Sports Radio.
2: That's how they do it. Start um, off strong for us.
0: All right. That's going to do it for us for today. I will see you guys on Monday, bright and early, 7 in the morning. And then again here, we're going to be noon to 2, starting on Monday. Three guys on sports, pushing back an hour to make room for all that. Uh, and I'm going to go home and play Final Fantasy VII, the new one, Rebirth. Burr. And I'm excited because it's got, it's got two discs,
2: guys. There you go. Oh, you got it. That's oh, like wow, four PlayStations oh, wow, ago.
0: Where you had multiple discs? Ah, this is taking me back to my child. It's gonna be good times for me. Nice. We'll see you tomorrow. (laughs) The job is done. We can go home now.